Okay, welcome back to Undisclosed Voices of Black Girls. I'm Leon. And I'm Brooklyn. And today we're going to be discussing the acronym BAME. So BAME refers to Black, Asian and Minority Ethnic Groups, a catch-all term implemented by some to describe all individuals who aren't white. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of issues raised with the term BAME, so I'm just going to dabble in a few. <laughs> So it fails to encompass how individuals would like to be identified. It assumes and groups individuals together who have historically experienced a vast range of different prejudice. Um, some individuals may be grouped in this category without actually identifying with these identities, e.g. individuals with mixed heritage. Not all issues referred to as BAME issues impact all members of the BAME community. For example, higher stop and search races, rates, I mean, <laughs> police brutality and a lack of access to higher education are particular issues for the black community with lower incidents with other ethnicities. BAME is a term which has been used by white people to describe all individuals who aren't white. However, grouping individuals from different different ethnicities under one umbrella term isn't encompassing or understanding of different cultures. BAME doesn't have enough nuance to distinguish and differentiate between different cultures, lifestyles, prejudice and historical or lived experiences. And BAME is a term which has been coined in predominantly white countries. When discussing other countries or continents, for example, Africa, it's even more inappropriate to use BAME as the ethnic minority here would be white. A lot of that was making a lot of sense. Why would it be inappropriate for... <laughs> oh. <laughs> would you just not say Asian and other ethnic minorities in Africa? Or would you say white and other ethnic... White, Asian and other ethnic You just wouldn't say BAME in Africa. Like, you would just say not. white and Asian and all the other ethnicities that they are. Yeah. Um, also, with the whole... Um, not all issues impact all other different communities, like with the whole stop and search thing. Obviously, like black people are affected more mm. when it comes to police issues and stuff. Whereas other ethnic minority minority, I have to do it with it quotation. <laughs> I don't really see us as a minority. I don't either. Apparently, we only make up three percent. Is it three, four? Considering seven? we were the first to walk this earth, but <laughs> that's a topic for another day. <laughs> Y'all don't want to hear about that. <laughs> do you? <laughs> do you think? Um, do you agree with it? The term? No. Yeah. Hell to the no. Neither. I think it's dumb. I remember the first time I saw it, I was like, what is that? Yeah, B-A-M-E. But then I thought, I thought it was black and ethnic minorities. So it why was. why is it B-A-M-E? It was, like, but they said, like, oh, Asian... They said Asian communities aren't represented in it. Okay. So, there was an article by the BBC News um, done in 2020, and they interviewed somebody called Rafa Rafiq, and she's a lawyer and a podcaster from London, and she says she doesn't necessarily have a problem with the term B-A-M-E, but says the label is too often used to group individuals together, almost as if the type of oppression and the issues that they face are on a level playing field, which I don't think is true. Mm-hmm. When it comes to racial discrimination, you have anti-blackness in the Asian community and anti-blackness within the Arab community. So when you group a group like that together, you're really erasing the fact that men and women within the black community also suffer at the hands of these other persons of colour, which... 
See, when I first saw the term BAME, that's what I thought. I was like, there's anti-blackness everywhere. everywhere. Like, the first thought, like, when we want to go to another country is that... It's like racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into Europe. I don't. I, it's scary. I don't want to go to Spain, Italy, because I know they just call me N-word in another language. I'm not, <laughs> not to, down. to be honest, when I went, obviously I went on my own, mm-hmm. so that was already... Where did you go? I went to Spain. Yeah. Um, and from a suit, like... The whole travelling to my hotel, everything else was fine. But as soon as I reached my hotel, mm-hmm. vibes off. Like, people were looking at me. I was getting mm-hmm. dirty looks. Like, people that were staying in the hotel, like... From the people that were staying there as well? Yeah, from people that were staying in the hotel. The receptionists. When yeah. I was walking down the street on my own, like, I was just having people stare at me. But then, obviously, I did make friends. But they were not Spanish. They were German. Oh, right. And as soon as I got to Barcelona, because obviously I stayed outside of Barcelona, mm-hmm. as soon as I got to Barcelona, it was like, I was loved. <laughs> it was such a different experience, and I wish that I'd stayed in Barcelona for the whole time. Yeah. Uh, it was so different, so I don't understand why in Barcelona, and you could even see the difference as well, there was, I felt like I was the only black person, other than the people that worked on the beach, yeah. I felt like I was the only black person where I was. We, when we went to Alicante, we were playing Count the Black People. <laughs> we were there for, I don't know how many days, we got to five. <laughs> and then when we went to the restaurant to eat, we went to like a sushi place. Mm-hmm. And it was like a, it was a large group of us. So like, we went with like our mums. So there were like one, two, maybe three, four mums. And then like all the kids, which was maybe like five, six of us. Yeah. All black women mm-hmm. and girls. And... One of the waitress being really off. She was being really off with us. Like, we wanted to, like, order. And we were asking questions. Because we didn't know how the restaurant operated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we didn't know if we had to go. And then she was being really off. And she's like, why have we not been... Like, we were like, why have we not been served? Mm-hmm. And all of this kind of thing. And, like, it's a shame that they didn't speak Spanish. Like, one of, one of the girls had to go and translate. So, like, one of the friends... One of my friends had to translate. Because she was doing, like... A level Spanish. <laughs> and she was like, I don't know, fight talk. <laughs> it was just hard. Okay. Um, I also have a lot of from that article, it's called Don't Call Me B A M E and Why Some People Are Rejecting It. It's by Nora Fakim and Cecilia Kule, I think. I think that's her name. And um they started it off saying the acronym BAME has been growing in prominence in the wake of Black Lives Matter protests sweeping the world and a report into backgrounds of those at high risk of dying with COVID. And then it went on to obviously like interview other people about how they felt about it kind of thing. So there was this 24-year-old called Nicole and when she first heard the term, she, they said, she said it was like, drama school and she said being a british east asian actor or just a person was something really that really aggravated me the a in b-a-m-e stands for asian which in itself is a very broad term doesn't mean south asian east asian southeast asian indian pakistani chinese thai Vietnamese, the list goes on it misleads people into thinking that everyone who isn't white should come should come under the term BAME. And on top of that, I mix, which is even more confusing for me. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
It makes a lot of sense. Like, even the term black, that encompasses a lot of different cultures. That's true. That is true. Because you've got, like, you've got African black, and then, which is a lot of people as well, which also has different cultures, and then you've got Caribbean black, and then all the other black. Like, <laughs> they're different. They're all different. Okay, a student Tosin from 20, from Lagos, Nigeria, who went to school in the West Midlands, first heard it at university in London, where the BAME, where there were BAME officers. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> but she would never use it about herself, likening the word to coloured. I feel that. I feel that. Yeah. She said, I mean, it was a white term, if we're being honest. She says, white people made it so they don't have to say black because they feel weird saying black for some reason. I don't get that as well. Why do you feel like you can't say I'm black? I am black. Mm-hmm. Like, you can call me... I'm not... That's not offensive to me. I the am black. The thing is, they're ready to say the N-word. Yeah. Which is very confusing. You want to fight for your right to say the N-word, but then you don't want to say black. Uh, it's okay to call a black person... Black. Black. Next person. So, there was a professor... Professor Ted Cantor, who chairs the Cohesion Integration Charity called Belong, and says the origin goes back to the 60s and 70s, where people, when everyone was, like, referred to as the black community. Mm. Oh, so even, like, Asians and... Okay. Which is really mad. I remember in school, there was this girl, there was, like, an uh, Asian kid, and she called him black, and I was like, he's not black, he's Asian. (laughs) He, she was like, well, everyone that's not white is black. I was like, no. Um, that's not, not correct. Ooh. That's not correct. I'm black. He's Asian. <laughs> so did the Asian um, boy say anything? He didn't even know that she, like, she said it, like, as he was passing, like, in passing. Oh. And I was, she was like, I was like, I'm the only black. I was saying, like, how I was the only black person in the year. And she was like, no, because there's this person. And I was like. Are you dumb? <laughs> So I know she was raised with these beliefs. Do you know what? My cousin was actually telling me how like, she was... Um, I can't remember if this was with her caring job or her nursery job. Mm. And she was saying how the woman was like to her... Like, a woman that she was working with was like to her, oh, so, like, are you going to be going like, on holiday to see your family over, like, Christmas? And mm. she was like, no, like, my family are here. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, where would you be going? In Africa? She's like, no, I'm from the Caribbean. What's the Caribbean? It's an island. She's like, so what do you speak? Bear in mind, this is a big, like, a big woman. How old is she? Grown. Grown. (laughs) She said at least 60 plus, and she was like, so what language do you speak? I thought you was all African. Mm-hmm. This is why we don't she respect was, and elders. And she was, um, she was Asian. She was Indian as well. Yeah. What? So, like, are Ign- people just stupid, or are they everywhere. genuinely like have no clue what's going on in the world? Both. Yeah. Both. How can you come from a different? I don't. Exactly. Just like. There's Pakistani, Sri Lankan, Bangladesh. Yeah, exactly. There is... Uh, but 
you say African, but there's Nigerian, Zimbabwe, God, like... Exactly. And we all have different cultures. All of us are different cultures. So, like, the way Nigerians and Ghanaians argue about jollof, and then the Congolese, they, like, speak French and do their... <laughs> and do their <laughs> sick feet dancing, you know what I mean? Like, we're different. I'm pretty sure it's the same in Asia, but we don't call it Asia. You say China, you say Japan, you say India. Why is it different? Anyways. We should start calling the white people Europeans. I feel like that is a better... They should be included in this. I feel like there should be an E with a little U and then B-A-M-E. Europeans and then (laughs) the rest. (laughs) They should be called Europeans. They want to put everyone together. We might as well just chuck them in as Europeans. I'm down for this. I feel like we should start a petition. Okay, let's carry on to what you said. <laughs> um, so he also goes on to say about... Uh, the, after saying that everyone was like lumped as the black community, he said that gradually people started to notice that the Asian, Asian community wasn't represented, so it became black and Asian. And then it was pointed out that there were other ethnic minority groups in the country as well, so it became BME, black and ethnic minority but not all of those ethnic minorities were black, so then it became B-A-M-E. <laughs> God. And then he says, although on the face of it, the term does lump a lot of the minority together, in practical terms, it's not always the case. We, all f- we often find that a particular organisation or institution wouldn't actually go on to focus on like the broad term B-A-M-E. They rather break it down. So like when we like research stuff, we always see stuff about black people and then Asian people. Yeah. Kind of never group together. Mm. It's not unless the government wants to literally just say non whites do this yeah. kind of thing. And yeah, that's what he said. The next person says that they hate the term BAME or people of colour. I hate the term people of colour. It literally just sounds like they say coloured. Mm-hmm. It says, um, he's a comedian, his name's Ashan. He said, they don't define me. My experience as a British person who's also half Bangladeshi and half Pakistani is very different to a British black male or other Asian. Using BAME is misleading and a way for authorities not to deal with the individuals from a community. During the pandemic, in all the news, all I could hear was BAME community were most affected by the illness, but this was misleading. During the Black Lives Matter protests, BAME popped up again, which makes zero sense. Because there was no ethnic... There was no other... It's black. Yeah, it, it was black. It, it was says it in the title. Lives Matter movement. People came in support, but it's a Black Lives yes. Matter. So why wouldn't you include the white people that came and the... If you're just going to say... If you're just gonna, if you're gonna say BAME, why don't you include everyone that came? Yeah. Cause you're just trying to say that non-whites are doing this stuff. Mm. Mm. And uh, but many Muslim Asians feel that their is- the issues happening in their community are being ignored. The only thing that I definitely know that we have in common of with other BAME group is that we all have really good food. <laughs> Agreed. You're not wrong. Agreed. You're not wrong. Okay, so that was it from that article. There's another article from The Guardian, 
and that is called Don't Call Me BAME, We Need a New Political Language. And it's by Keenan? Keenan Malik. <laughs> I don't know why I, I struggled. I really struggled. <laughs> okay, there are a few points here. He says, BAME is a soulless acronym to describe black, Asian, and ethnic minority that is creeping into fashion in policy circles and journalism. I bit my tongue. <laughs> it's been around for a while, but in the COVID pandemic and discussions around Black Lives Matter have given the term high visibility. The majority of people, though, have no idea what it means. <laughs> and most people who be described by it loathe the term. Yeah. Makes 100% sense. Uh, the problem is not simply that BAME is a clunky description. The debate also points into deeper questions about how people were categorised and what such categories tell us. See, all of these people are technically saying the same thing. Yeah. We don't like it. Change it. Or include why it says Europeans, as my I feel like my point should be mentioned in this. Um... People belong to many categories and categories overlap. African Caribbeans and Bangladeshis in Britain, for instance, are disproportionately working class compared to not just with white people, but other ethnic minority groups such as Indians, Chinese and black Africans. But while the discussion of white population routinely, routinely takes class into account, discussions of ethnic minorities rarely do. This really, that really gets to me because, like, a lot of people that discuss racism and, like, how it, like, you know, like, how things disproportionately affect us. Yeah. They always say, oh, yeah, but what about the poor white people? You, you never see that when they talk about black people. Yeah. You understand? So if someone says, well, a lot of uh, black Caribbean students get excluded unproportionately, yeah, but so do poor white boys. Yeah. You see how there's really no correlation there. Oh, this thing's in. He continues to say, consider school exclusions. Black pupils are disproportionately excluded from school. Look closely and you'll see that the problem is particular with those of Caribbean descent. Pupils of black African descent are less likely to be excluded than their white peers. Woo. Okay, this guy is Indian. He's from Indian descent. And he said when growing up, he saw himself as black in the 1980s, and it was a political term, denoting a sense of common struggle against racism. Over time, I, as identities have become less political, more ethnic or cultural, so meaning black, the meaning black has changed. See, that's confusing to me. Mm. I guess because everyone was labelled as black, it kind of makes sense that you're not black. Yeah. It was, I don't know. But obviously, maybe, like, back then, in them days, anyone that was darker-coloured probably was just called black, so I think he, he was probably, like, young, mm. didn't really know any different, wasn't able to identify with his own culture due to, like, all the racism. I understand probably why he was referred to as black and why he called himself black and identified as black. Do you think the mixed kids were called black as well? Yeah. My mum was. Was she? Yeah. My mum was like, people were racist to my mum. Mm. And she's mixed race. You know what she was called? What? I can't actually say it, but the um, racial slur for people from Pakistan. Really? Yeah. 
To be fair, British people love using that term. Love it. They really do. Love it. So rude. I hate it. It's disgusting. In regards to BA at me, there's a lot of problems that we go through compared to white women. So, um, in particular, pregnancies. Mm. Um, In the UK, black women are five times more likely to die in pregnancy or childbirth than white women, according to a 2019 report published by... M-B-R-R-A-C, UK. Black and, eth- black and minority ethnic groups are at a greater risk of their baby dying in the womb or soon after birth and at a greater risk of severe long-term health problems. They're saying it like it's our fault. Honestly. They're saying it like there's not like medical negligence going on. Exactly. They're saying like... They just, we just happen to be. No, like you're doing them. this. You are killing us. And I saw a lot of um. There was, oh, I hate seeing these articles on Twitter, but they're so informative. You know, like they said that the NHS in the NHS, black women are five times more likely to die from childbirth. And they said, but there's not, they're not planning to do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. And then someone, the comments. Oh, the thanks. comments. One of the people said that. Oh, it must be a genetic problem. How tapped are you? Don't piss me off. Don't piss me off. Like, that kind of... That kind of thinking predates 2020. You should, you have not been educated further. Like, it's not a genetic thing for us just to die from childbirth. Huh? <sighs> Stupidity at its finest. Reach... <laughs> Research from the US shows that when black and Asian women do not have pre-existing medical conditions, have English as their first language and come from middle-class backgrounds, they still have worse outcomes compared with white women from a similar background. There's something more that's happening here. Yes, racism. they're killing us. It's racism. So an article, well, statistics from the government UK website Mm. say that actions have already been put in place as part of the NHS long-term plan, which aims to achieve 50% reductions in stillbirth, maternal mortality, neonatal mortality and serious brain injury by 2025. Is that just specific to the black and ethnic minorities? But why did they say that they weren't doing anything before? I don't know. Maybe they got bullied. (laughs) (laughs) So they're going to be implementing a new career model... Or care model implemented a new care model, which will use which will see seventy five percent of women from BAME communities receiving continuity of care from their midwife throughout pregnancy, labour, and the postnatal period. But shouldn't that be happening anyway? I'm so confused. I feel like we should have black. We should have black like at this point of forced segregation. Because <laughs> like. Who's gonna take care? I will trust a black woman with Honestly, my baby. Honestly, yeah, I would trust a black woman. I was woman saying with my that it would be so cool if, like, obviously, I don't want to be a midwife, but say I was a midwife, mm. I would go private, make my own hospital, or build my own hospital, and just hire black um, nurses, doctors, midwives, whatever, and only allow black women. Mm-hmm. Not only allow, but... Majority major- of... Black women. This is where black women can and come that's and go and they feel yeah. safe and they're going to get looked after and they're going to be careful and they're not going to have the risk. Obviously... There's always risk. There's always a risk, but 
we're not going to be killing you, mm-hmm. basically. It's the. Did you see there was um. I'm not sure if there's an article, but at least in one of the medical journals, they were saying that black women um, can take more pain. I think, yeah, I knew you was going to say that. So I knew you was going to say that. And now you just said that, I'm going to move on to my um, <laughs> story. But it's not fiction, non-fictional. Non-fictional means it's real, right? Yeah. A non-fictional story, experience, whatever. So I have two friends, two people that I care about very deeply. Mm-hmm. Both young, both under 25, under 23, should I say. Uh, both having their first child. Mm. And obviously one is white, one is black. One of them, we'll just leave it to you guys' imagination on which one I'm going to be speaking about okay. here. <laughs> so one of them, you know, they was looked after pretty well during their pregnancy and they was actually told to ring up to make sure that they can get a bed mm. for them to give birth in. So basically, they're sorted. As soon as it comes to that day, you've got a bed. Call mm-hmm. up, you've got a bed, you can have your baby in the hospital. From what I've heard, from what I was told, the doctors and nurses like really on it. Like, why is she not doing this? Why is yeah. he not doing that? Her baby, beautiful, healthy. Mm. Mother, beautiful, healthy. Yeah. And then the other person, the other friend, obviously she's in the same experience as her first child, she's young. Why is it that she was told to stay at home until she basically couldn't bear the pain anymore? That's what she was told. Are you serious? Yes. So obviously, she gets to the hospital because the pain is unbearable. As you can imagine, she's pushing a baby out of her mm. nuna. Only to be told that when she gets to the hospital, there is no heartbeat and she has a stillbirth. Mm. Now, if that like, made you see that there's something wrong, then there's something wrong with you because... The burning man, both of them are quite similar as well. Like, both of them were late. Mm. The one where the baby sadly died, they, she was 10 days late. So, surely she should be kept an eye on. The baby is 10 days late. Mm. Like, she should have been in that hospital, induced. Like, they had the plan for the other person, the other woman, to be induced if she was going to be late and whatever. So why was that plan not the same? Yeah. How are you turning a woman who's first child and young to stay at home until the pain is unbearable? What kind of advice is that? To the, mm-hmm. And then, so, all I know is that I would be going to jail that night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're burning down the whole ward. Facts. This is an article from the Evening Standard by Natasha Munwanza. Um, it's called, Should We Still Be Saying BAME in 2020? And she starts by saying, lumping things into groups is understandably a convenient way for humans to ascribe meaning to things with commonalities. It's how we achieve a sense of belonging, how we easily identify things and people in order to understand how they react 
how to react with them, with a billion acronyms being banded about essentially to describe everyone who is not white. Surely it's becoming a bit ineffective, very reductive and majorly confusing. She said, uh, where a lot of people from ethnic, minor ethnic minorities take issue is where any terms are used as a one-size-fits-all on topics that contain a nuance that apply differently to different races. Makes sense. Often, this is out of laziness, but other times it's out of fear of causing offence. I've been in several situations where people will go through every descriptor in the book before they refer to someone as black. Honestly. Why? Like, <laughs> why do they think that it's going to offend us? I, I am know. black. I don't know. I really don't know. Oh, my God. It's actually so irritating. It's, I don't understand where they get that from. I don't understand where they get that from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, when did we turn around and say that it, we were offended we don't like when that. we were getting called black? I, don't, I really don't. It doesn't make sense. Uh, she went on to say, one PR reaching out to me once referred to me as African-American to sign me despite being a London African. <laughs> We got referred to African American the other day. <laughs> you can actually see like the he, that fear in his face yeah. of not wanting to offend us. So he actually said <laughs> African American or however you want to be referred to as. <laughs> not that because I am neither. This is Derby. <laughs> this is the UK, I'm afraid. African-American, you know. Like, we even had American accent. Honestly. He was funny. He was. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> uh, she went on to say, I'd rather be called BAME and then be completely misidentified or have my ethnicity dodged altogether. But grouping minorities together also implies a shared experience, which just isn't the case. My experience as a black woman of colour or WOC would be vastly different to those of an Asian woman of colour. In fact, my experience as a black woman of colour of African descent would be very different to, from a black woman of colour of Caribbean descent. It's true. It's very true. I know. Because I'm both. <laughs> Caribbean and <laughs> like obviously i see both sides of things and i see like how um an african girl would like operate and how a caribbean girl mm -hmm. would operate and like the difference in cultures and stuff. what do you identify the most with what do you mean like what do you identify what do you identify as both both like if is there any one where you're more of than the other, I don't know, like, I don't know how to, like, say, like, your mixed face is half white, half black, like, yeah. my mom, she's half white, half black, but she identifies as black, she would say that she's a black woman. I think it depends on the aspect, so, like, I prefer Nigerian food, but then I prefer Caribbean music, I prefer Caribbean vibes, but then I prefer, like, my African, like, family, friend. you know, okay, yeah. it's different, depends on, is like, there, was there anyone that was more, like, predominant? Well, I mainly, so like, I grew up more around my mum. Okay. So. Which is? Nigerian. But at the same time, like, my dad would take me and like, we'd experience Caribbean things okay. as well. So it'd be, I don't know, 50-50. Yeah. 
Okay, she went on to say, grouping of ethnic minorities together also infers whiteness as the status quo, with everybody else fitting into one neat other box, reduced to letters and generalizations. Even when we break these down into acronyms, we see secondary othering. BAME stands for Black, Asian and Ethnic Minority, but why do Black and Asian people get name status, but Latinx, Indigenous and Arab people don't? Where do gypsies and travellers fit in? We could keep breaking it down like some kind of ethnic edition of Russian doll, but we'd probably run out of woods. <laughs> uh, last point I wanted to say from her article was, so how should white people refer to ethnic minorities without causing offence? By asking. There is no one correct term and what one person takes issue with, others are fine with. BAME is a lazy but good identifying eligible person for professional opportunities. People of colour, I hate that, is just a few steps removed from coloured, which is territory nobody should be treading. Ethnic minority is only one term that seems like a safe bet, but that's the thing. Other ethnic minorities will read all of the above and completely disagree. The main thing is to tailor to your audience and not be afraid to ask. Mm -hmm. That is a succinct way of saying ask us. Imagine the sign, oh, you're a beautiful woman of BAME. <laughs> Beautiful woman. If you don't know what to refer to me as, black, black, blickety black, blackity, blackity, black, blackity, black, blackity, black, blackity, black, blackity, black, 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 Think my nana's gonna come and save me? Yeah, but it shouldn't then, it be like what you look like, cause that's ethnicity, isn't it? Shouldn't it be? So like, how much of this you are? Mm. If you got, if you like, I look black, so I am black. Yeah. You look black, so, so you I are am, black. Yeah. You look mixed. Just because they look mixed doesn't mean they are mixed. But at the same time, if you look mixed, you will get this different privilege from a black person. And if you look white, but you aren't necessarily white, you'll get different privileges from mixed people and black people. That's so true. That is so true. And just a clarification for everybody out there, okay? All Caribbean people are not from Jamaica. Do they think that? They think it's interchangeable. <laughs> Every person from the Caribbean is Jamaican. Every black person is Jamaican. Trust me. Trust me. I've heard it all. Mm-mm. And it's still what's funny about that. I didn't even know that I was Jamaican until I was like probably about year four. Really? No. I knew I was Caribbean, yeah. but I just didn't know that I was like half Jamaican. I don't know what I was. I just knew that I was from the Caribbean. But we're not all from Jamaica. We're not. Okay. And don't call people from the continent of Africa African. I'm Nigerian. I don't call you European. Oh, we're not. But what would the but what would they be called now? Because now we're not part of the EU. Oh, they just have to be called British, I guess. Oh yes, British. But then, what would you call the people that aren't British but are white? They Whatever have to they be are. European. I don't know. Irish, Scottish, Welsh. Yeah, but like, what if they're from some from Europe, like Spanish? Oh, then they have to be 
Spanish. Spanish, yeah. Just stop calling people from where they're from. It's not that difficult. Literally ask. Where are you from? Would you like to be called? <laughs> I'm Leah. I'm blickety black. <laughs> and I'm at your age, make it. <laughs> Anyways, bye. <laughs>